Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Who That History podcast. I am Nick Fontenot. Kevin Foote and I are bringing you episode 11 of the Who Dat History podcast today on Deuce McAllister. Deuce, one of our favorite saints, my favorite saint of all time. I think Kevin said he was his second favorite saint of all time. And a lot of you listening right now probably have Deuce McAllister high up on your all-time saints list. I've been wanting to do a Deuce McAllister episode for a while. We're finally going to get it done. Remember last week during episode 10, I told you it was going to be a combo episode between Ricky Williams and Deuce McAllister episode 10. It will take you right up to where this one picks up right when Deuce McAllister is about to be drafted in 2001 so if you didn't listen last week listen to episode 10 get to the ricky williams stuff leading up to 2001 there's a little bit of ricky in this episode and then we'll finish it up with deuce so let's get to it So heading into the 2001 draft, the Saints draft 23rd, coincidentally in 2001, this is the same year, that the Chargers draft Drew Brees in the second round. I was hoping the Saints would take Reggie Wayne. Who, who were you hoping in 2001, or do you remember any of the guys? I, I, I don't. I'd have to look. If I if there, if there I was really high on someone, I, I'd have to look at all who was drafted, but I don't have a specific memory of being real high on someone. I do know that I really like Deuce, but I just didn't want to spin my wheels. I still feel that way. It's like... Look, it worked out for the Arizona Cardinals, but when I, st- you know, I remember thinking they're going to draft another quarterback. They just drafted one in the first round. I just don't like doubling up like that, but it worked in this case. Dulamus Janad McAllister, we know him as Deuce McAllister. <laughs> he was born December twenty seventh, nineteen seventy eight, in Ludlow, Mississippi. He is who the Saints drafted in the first round of two thousand one. Running back at Ole Miss, he's the twenty third overall pick, and he is now with the Saints. He played his high school ball at Morton High School. Played four years at Ole Miss. He's the all time leading rusher in Ole Miss history. So now we have Ricky and Deuce in two thousand one. What's going through your head here? What? What? No, how, how is this going to work? I mean, I just thought, as I said. That they were spinning their wheels. Are they going to be able to get along? You know, it just seemed like it had disaster written all over it from the beginning. And and as it turned out, like Deuce didn't even he almost like took a redshirt season. Yes, basically. <clears throat> I wish I could go back and really like read everything. And you probably did some of that, like what we were thinking going in. But I I just can't believe that they really thought Deuce was going to play as little as he ended up playing right. when they drafted. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that they did, but he didn't play all that much. Ricky, of course, has his best year as a Saint in 2001. He rushes for 1,245 yards in 01. He also catches the ball 60 times. It was a career high for him, 511 yards through the air. Uh, but Deuces has its guy. Ricky even said he felt as he started getting closer to some of those incentives that were in his contract, the Saints started playing Deuce more. But I didn't really see that in my research. He didn't exactly have a great 2001, Deuce did. He rushed for only 91 yards on 16 carries on the right. season. He yeah. had one touchdown in 2001 on a 54-yard uh, run against the Falcons. I remember that run. We swept it to the outside and yeah. at 54-yarder. But and that was exciting. Yeah, Ricky threw a great block on that run, actually. But Deuce also threw a touchdown to Willie Jackson in that game against the Falcons. So that was a, a big Deuce game, Deuce coming out party in 01. Um, Fred Thomas had a scoop and score called back because the referee cheated. Saints had nine sacks in that game. You remember that 01 Falcons game? The Saints won 28-10? Yeah, all victories over the Falcons are good. But uh, I actually like Fred Thomas. We'll talk about him in, yeah. a, in a different show. But uh, he couldn't catch the ball, but he did a lot of things well. But again, 16 carries, it's like, 
I don't know. It just seemed like a waste at the time. Yeah, I don't know. Ricky, I read, a, I listened to an interview, a recent interview, maybe last year or two years ago from Ricky Williams when I was doing the research for this, and he said that Deuce's playing time uh, was a factor in his 2001. I, I just didn't see that. No, nothing that I saw right. uh, made that true. Everything that we just talked about uh, leads to March 8th, 2002. Ricky Williams is traded. He's traded to the Dolphins for four draft picks, including two first-round picks. Williams ended his tenure with the Saints with 3,129 rushing yards in three seasons. When you hear that the Saints traded Ricky Williams, what are you thinking there? It made the Deuce McAllister pick a little more relevant. You felt let, but you, you know, you gave up all those draft picks, so that was still like, oh man. But it's almost like just cut our losses, move forward, at least the picking Deuce in the first round was not the end. But before we get to all that, are there any game? Are there any memories of Ricky games that, like, when you think of Ricky, is there a one signature play that sticks out in your mind? In his time with the Saints, yes. No, I'm not having trouble figuring one out. Well, every time I think of Ricky with the Saints, and I'm trying to be a glass. You know, obviously there's all the frustration. You think of the wedding dress and the dreads and the whole Mike Ditka and in the ignorance of Mike Ditka, but there was one positive play that I remember. Had to be during the 2001 season. Maybe we could look it up. They're playing the Arnolds in Orneville, and it's at the end of the game. It's fourth and one, and they either score and they win, or they don't, or they don't, they get stuffed and they lose. And they pitched it out to Ricky, and he ran into the left corner. I still to this day don't know why the Saints don't run to the corner as much, but (laughs) But they pitched it to Ricky, and he beat everyone, and he just ran right into the corner, right, right to the pylon, and they won. I want to say 21-18 was the final score of that game. So I do have one like that, even though the whole era was not good. When I think of Ricky, I think of that play. That was a great victory in Arnaville. Well, that's good because I think of the dress. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to Deuce, we would be remiss if we didn't mention Ricky Williams' 2002. He leads the league in rushing. With the Dolphins, 1,834 yards and 16 touchdowns. He becomes a beast in Miami, follows that season up in 2003 with 1,372 rushing yards. After 2003, he got suspended in 2006. He retired briefly. He spent a year with Baltimore, but he had a very solid first five years in the NFL. While Ricky was doing his thing in Miami, Deuce emerged as a workhorse in New Orleans. In his very first season, he was the lead rusher. He rushed for 1,388 yards. And scored 16 touchdowns. He led the NFC in rushing in 2002. He makes his first Pro Bowl. The Saints finished seven and nine. But Deuce has a very good 2002. Yeah, he had eight 100-yard rushing games. Six of his first eight. So while Ricky was doing well, kind of made you feel bad. But in six of his first games that year, eight games that year, Deuce ran for over 100. Plus, I just like the way Deuce ran. I yeah. like his running style better. I like just the way he broke tackles and came off of tackles. And it's not like he was a big play guy, although he did have some big runs. You know, he had plenty of runs where, you know, he'd get three or four yards, but he had a, he had a couple. I remember this one, he had like a 70-something yard run at Philly, in, you know, one of the games. So he had big playability, and he just – one of the things when I was preparing for this a little bit, looking, reviewing the stats, that surprised me the most is that – I always thought that Deuce was a much better receiver than Ricky, and I still think he is. But 
Deuce never had a season like that that 60 catch season you mentioned right. that Ricky had. Deuce never had a season much better. He had one year as a receiver where he was about that same range, maybe a little better, but not significantly better. And his overall receiving stats in New Orleans weren't as good as I thought they were. Now, a lot of it had to do, again, with the coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, do you remember who, the, who Deuce's offensive coordinator was? Was it Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy. Yeah. And so, for whatever reason, I think if Sean Payton, now he did play with Sean at the end, but if, if in his prime years, Sean Payton, I think he'd have caught the ball more. Because his receiving numbers were a lot more pedestrian than I expected him to be when I went back and looked at him. How much did Deuce's 2002 kind of, quote-unquote, soften the blow of losing Ricky? I mean, it was, he, he looked like he was going to be pretty good. Well, I definitely did. Plus, people liked him more. Even with all that said, the, when I was when you interviewed Deuce back then, he was obviously very different than Ricky. I mean, no question. But I never saw... Man, that guy's gonna be an announcer one day and be on commercials right. and, and be this big personality. I never really saw that then. Yeah. You know, in in O two and yeah. O three. I would not have predicted that. I mean, he was way different than Ricky, but I never saw him as out that outgoing. I enjoy listening to, to him now. Yeah, me too. I, I really do. In two thousand three, Deuce finishes second in the NFC in rushing, fourth in the league. He had a career high sixteen hundred. In 41 yards, he added a career-high 69 receptions for 516 yards. He set a club record with 2,157 combined yards, ranking second in the NFC. He makes the Pro Bowl again. The Saints finish 8-8 in 2003. Yeah, I don't think Bum was throwing the ball to George as much as (laughs) maybe. (laughs) But, no, what a great year. I mean, just a tremendous year. He He had a streak of nine straight. 100-yard games. He also had a 99-yarder, a, a which, you know, was essentially 100, and a 96-yarder. So he almost he was just a whisker away from 1,100-yard games that season. Yeah. You know, he, was, he was really good. He rushes for 1,000 yards again in 2004, but 2005, of course, is the Katrina year. In week five, the Saints lose an ugly game to the Packers, 52-3. to Dreadful game all around. And not only do they lose the game, but they lose Deuce. He goes down in the third quarter. MRI showed he has a tour in ACL. He misses the rest of the season. And the Saints finish 3-13 and in Fire Hazlitt. That was a really bad day for you. Do you remember what else happened that day? I remember, I remember where I was when I watched the game. I, I remember sitting with my friend watching the game. And I was living in Iowa at the time. And I remember my friend just saying, how do you pull for this team? Like. <laughs> Because this was before Drew Brees, before they yeah. had ever won, and that's the only thing I remember about that game. Well, that was the same day that the Astros played the Braves in that marathon playoff game I, at Minute Maid Park. Yes, now I do and, remember. Because uh, that, that was a bad, bad day for you. That was a bad, <laughs> good day for me. Yeah. Chris Burke hit the home run to win in what, the 18th or 19th inning, whatever <laughs> that was. Uh, and Clemens came in out of the bullpen in relief, and that was a – a, a remarkable game. That's when I, for, I remember y- y'all had that rookie catcher, Brian McCann, who ended up playing for the Astros uh, later on. And uh, I remember he hit a long home run foul off Clemens, and I'm like, man, that kid is going to be good. I just remember thinking he's going to be good. But anyway, that was a good and bad day for me. A good ending to the day. Yeah. The Saints finished 3-13 and in 05. They fire Hazlitt. So now we're in 2006 and enter Sean Payton. Sean Payton comes in to be the head coach. Also, Drew Brees comes in and Reggie Bush comes in. The Saints drafted 
Reggie Bush second overall in 2006. But a much different situation between Deuce and Reggie than what the situation was between Deuce and Ricky. So kind of take us through what you were thinking when they drafted Reggie. Some people thought Reggie was going to be this. People were talking about rushing for all these yards and 20 touchdowns and all that. I never thought Reggie was going to be that. Reggie wasn't even really that. He wasn't the in-between tackle runner at USC. Like, how was he going to do that with the the Saints? Right. You know, uh, again, some people don't look at Reggie's career fondly in New Orleans. I always say I love first downs. I don't know that Re- I don't know that this would have worked like if Danny Abramowitz was the offensive coordinator, no it would not have worked. But I think Sean Payton made it work and I think if Sean Payton had those two in their prime now, he would make it work even better. Yeah. Cuz I think he's gotten better as a coach. But, right. But even in 2000, I mean in 06, I mean Deuce it worked pretty well, I think. Yeah, he rushed for 1057 yards. Saints finished 10 and 6. They get the first round by in the playoffs, in the playoffs, and Deuce plays in his first career playoff game against the Eagles and has a fantastic game. 143 yards and a touchdown. Saints of course win 27-24. So like you said, it, it kind of made it work and, and and got some good things done there. The funny thing is you he had more touchdowns that year than he had in his 1600-yard rushing season in 03 and it's funny how that can work out. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I don't know what was wrong with the red zone offense in 03, but, you know, he, he had over 2,000 yard total yards, like you mentioned. He only had eight total touchdowns, which is not nothing, but it's no, it didn't match up with the, the total yards total. Right. But, uh, but no, the, in that playoff win, the signature moment was he, he carried the, seemingly the whole Eagle defense, like, 10 yards and they tackled him inside the three when they were kind of just kind of putting the the game away and yeah. no, that was great also in that game reggie got hit really hard if you remember i remember i do remember i remember, yes. uh, I remember it was one of the times you're like oh oh yeah no that was a he's big in trouble yeah that was a big lick yeah to reggie so that takes us through 06 we get to 2007 and deuce gets hurt again in week three against the titans tears his acl he's down he's out for the year so uh, now we have two ACL tells, tears so far in, in Deuce's young career, so it's not looking so great. Here in 07, he comes back in 2008, but he just isn't the same. Pierre Thomas is also beginning to emerge as a force in the offense. Deuce rushes for 418 yards in 2008, and the Saints release him in February of 2009 before the Super Bowl season. Would have been nice if he could have been a part of that 09. Absolutely. You know, when I went back and looked at his stats, I did not remember him getting that many carries in 08. He had he didn't have a ton, but he had over 100 carries. I I didn't remember him because, like you said, um, Pierre had kind of made the team in 07 and was kind of by the, by the end of 08. That's when Pierre had that game where he rushed for 100 and caught for 100 and they stupidly kicked to Devin Hester and should have beat the Bears, but they didn't. But um, but no, I didn't remember him getting that many carries. And yeah, it's, it is a shame. But he was still, you know, who knew that he would still be with the organization yeah. all these years. So I'm sure he still enjoyed it. A lot of people think that he was part of that 09 team and he wasn't. He, he wasn't. he had gotten cut in a, at the end of 08. I remember... I was at the NFC Championship game in 09, and Deuce brought the trophy out, the NFC, the Hallis Trophy, or whatever they call it. He brought the trophy to the team. You know, he kind of brought it out to him, and everybody carried it. And, of course, the whole dome's just Deuce and, yeah. and chatting him on. So uh, that was nice. He is the all-time leading rusher in Saints history, 6,096 yards. Mark Ingram probably would have passed him with one more season because Mark 
Ingram has over 6,000 yards, but that didn't happen, so Deuce still holds the record. Currently the color commentator for Saints games on the radio and one of the best, most beloved players in Saints history. I love listening to his commentary, like we mentioned earlier. So, uh. I, um, I've never been a big jersey guy. The only jersey that I ever wear, and I wear it maybe once or twice a year, is in my closet is a Deuce jersey. Of course, I've told this story before. I did have a... Um, my Super Bowl logo jersey that I got was the difference. Um, Darren Sharper, but I cannot wear that one anymore, no. uh, Mister Serial Rapist. And 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 I did have I, I I only wore it one time. I did win in a Dirty Santa Claus game a Reggie twenty five jersey. I wore it one time, and I love Reggie. I just I I've never owned. I've said I've never owned a Breeze jersey. I, I don't think I could ever own a jersey. For someone who didn't play before Sean Payton got here, just because it just feels bad. We've talked about that before. Yes. But I do have a Deuce jersey, and, and I, you know, if I was going to name my favorite player, Saints player of all time, it would be Tony Galbraith. And if I was going to name number two, it would probably be Deuce. You can't have any jerseys. I won't wear. I don't. I, I won't from wear this a jersey from this era, even though I love everything about this era and I love all the victories and right. I cherish them all. It's just something about it that just tells me. Just makes you look bandwagon jumper. What if you were younger? Like, what if you were like my age, like thirty in thirties? I'm forty now. This is the era where you kind of you're kind of coming of age, right? You, you, you in your late twenties, early thirties. This is I probably would feel different. Yeah. See, because I remember it took me a long time before I was ready to admit that the best Saints team ever was, you know, a, a Sean Payton coach team. You know, and I don't hate Sean Payton. Again, I think. Don't get because like I clung for a long time, man. That that ninety that ninety two team was good, and the ninety two team was yes, good. yes. But it, the NFL was just. I mean, it was just the NFC was so stacked in that era, right? In the Jim Moore years, and um, they just didn't know how to break through. But but no, I just just can't do it. I have a Ricky Williams jersey. I have a Drew Brees jersey, a Reggie Bush jersey, and a Taysom Hill jersey. Those are my jerseys. So. Not exactly a great a great jersey, yeah. but I do have a Deuce McAllister jersey also. So yes. um, I wear that one as well. So the Ricky Deuce uh, thing. What's your overall memory of you know them? Are they are they are they linked together? I don't really I don't, I don't really I don't link know them that they're that linked. And, and 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 Deuce probably didn't you know I can imagine Deuce's first impressions. They probably had some conversation. They probably didn't even talk that much. It kind of worked out. Yes. Both, you know, Ricky ended up doing his thing, and uh, I'm sure a lot of Saints fans got, you know, when he got suspended, probably said, you see, yeah, he had these great years, but you see, you know, I'd rather not deal with all that. So I, I think the, the the relationship was so uncomfortable. A lot of times, you know, we went through it with Martin Anderson, and we went through it with Bobby Bear. A lot of times when a when a player leaves and has success elsewhere, you're real jealous and alienated and angry. But I don't know. Probably a lot of Saints fans didn't have that because the time here was so uncomfortable and awkward, and that and then Deuce was so loved. Right now, it probably would have been worse if Deuce hadn't been as good. Absolutely, as he was. yeah. But because Deuce was loved and so easy to pull for and was so good, it just kind of sometimes we're better off apart, kind of thing. <laughs> I think it worked out that way. I did too.